Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. How mad are you? Huh? How upset are you at J.J. Watt for doing this to Wisconsin? The people that cheered him on at Pewaukee. The people that cheered him on in Madison. And now he gets an opportunity to join the Green Bay Packers. And he chooses the Arizona Cardinals. Are you ticked off at J.J. Watt? He took the money. He's taking the money over the championship. Huh? What would you tell J.J. Watt if you could right now? 855-616-1620, Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You get to say one thing to J.J. Watt. What would it be? <laughs> Eric Bilstead, what would you tell him? He's on the line right now. Go ahead, Eric, you're on with J.J. Watt. The Cardinals? Question mark. <laughs> you know what? I think that's what's bothering most people is that, you know, ahead of been the Steelers, I think there'd been a there would have been acceptance there. But it's just a, it's a random team that no one saw coming, I think, is you know, kind of rubbing some people the wrong okay. way. I'm serious. We, we'll do this right at the start. Obviously, I could not plan this. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the phone with J.J. Watt. You get to tell him one thing, okay? Just, just vent. Just get it off your chest. Maybe it's a congratulatory remark. Don't swear. Don't curse. Okay, that's the only rule, which is probably the always the only rule we have. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You know, Kyle, is there anything you would say? I don't know if you're going to be able to channel the same anger and uh, passion of a Jordan Gazarowski, but nonetheless, Kyle, you're on with J.J. Watt. Go ahead. What's your message for J.J.? I mean, I wasn't considering the Cardinals, <laughs> but I'm not surprised. I mean, they do. They are sort of an up-and-coming team. Now, with a two-year contract, you're assuming that it's going to happen this year and not next year or the year after because you're not even signed. So that's confusing to me, but, I mean, it's a strong team. Very tough division, though. So that's true. if they even make the playoffs. That is true. We'll give you a chance to vent, 855-616-1620, Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Maybe it's just me, and for those of you who know me and have listened to me on this show or the night show, you know that I kind of, yeah, I can be a little cynical at times. My comment for JJ would be, good for you, man, you took the money, ha ha, you took the money. 855-616-1620. Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm going to put you on. You get uh, just a couple of seconds with J.J. Watt. What would you tell him? What would you tell him? <laughs> it, it really is, though, amazing uh, how this news elicits such passion from people. I you mean, we, we heard it from the Stever himself. Yeah. If you ask some of the insiders, like you asked Spoon, you know, Tom Silverstein, he'll, he said that this was always a long shot for the Packers. They weren't going to spend that kind of money. They would need the discount. Right. So maybe that's what hurts a little bit, too. People are pain that they did not take the discount. 920 texter. Two words. I'm blanked off. <laughs> <laughs> Two, another texter. Come on, man. <laughs> 307. I'd tell him I'd probably do the same thing. Follow the money. 
262, I would tell him, thank you for not having us waste $10 million a year or more Ooh, on you. Zing. For that text, I think you ought to be thanking um, Brian Gutekunst, who has to make some tough decisions. Uh, 414 texter, ouch, JJ, ouch. Hmm. 920, I'd tell him congratulations on getting paid $31 million for two years of work. If someone asked me, I would rather have $50 million or $45 million and a Super Bowl ring, I would take the $50 million every time. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it sounds great. I want to win a ring, but, uh, and we don't know what the offers were, the other offers were. It's hard to leave money on the table when it's the highest offer out there. And if we were in that situation, just relate it to your own career, your own profession. How often would you be willing to leave money on the table in order to go after, would you say, personal success? What would be a comp for a Super Bowl ring in the world of radio? I don't know. That's why I told Steve, if somebody said, we'll pay you double of what you make, at a smaller radio station. You can't find a bigger station than ours, but a smaller station. Less clout, less chance to be at the top of the rating, so to speak, but we'll pay you double. Come on, everybody. You know we're going to be hemming and hawing about that one. So, JP, Marcus, hang on the line. Open lines for you for a couple moments here. I'm going to put you on the phone with J.J. Watt. Your comments for J.J. Watt, the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Mm. I believe we should call Jeff and see what he thinks of this decision. He'll be back tomorrow, by the way. I'm putting you on the phone with J.J. Watt. What would you tell the Pewaukee native? J.P. in Sun Prairie, you're on with J.J. Watt. Go ahead, J.P. Yeah, I told J.J. Watt, congratulations on making $31 million for two years of work. If I had to choose between $50 million in the bank and $45 million in the bank and a Super Bowl ring in my safe at home, I'd take $50 million every time. I can bless other people's lives with $5 million in a way the Super Bowl ring never would. Mm. Okay, J.P., you sound okay. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Marcus on the north side, you're on with J.J. Watt. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I would say uh, congratulations, Mr. Watt. I'm glad you consulted with your wife, first of all, because women are very good about money, and that he looked at the future that uh, he's going to have medical bills uh, after his playing days are over with. That's what I would tell you. Thanks, J.J. Hmm. All right, two very kind. All right, that's okay. The people who are upset must be on the – they must feel more apt to text in on this one. 262, I'd say to J.J., good for you. Your greatest asset is your ability to make money. Ain't that the truth? Congratulations, JJ. You're the one sacrificing your body for sports. Go and get paid as much as you can. 414. I would tell, I would ask JJ Watt, why don't you want to play football in January and February? 715 to Watt. Two words. I guess it's one word hyphenated. Cha Ching. 262, congratulations. Take the $23 million to the bank. Jerry in Greenfield says good riddance. Ha, Jerry, not taking it well. 262, hey, JJ, good luck. Um, hmm, 262, better than the Bears. There is something to be said. Okay, now that we know he's not coming to Green Bay, how does this impact the Packers? 
And like uh, Kyle mentioned, while the Arizona Cardinals are in the NFC, that NFC West is a very difficult division. You kind of beat up on each other, and then let's see who comes out of it for the playoffs. So from a Packers perspective, if he, if he wasn't going to come to Green Bay, you'd prefer he go to the AFC. But if not, the NFC, the Cardinals, that's, it's not all that bad. 608 asking, are you nuts? 414, JJ, it's a business. Best wishes to you. Hmm. 414, it's as bad as Favre going to the Vikings. No, it is not. This is most certainly not Brett Favre going to the Minnesota Vikings. That is not an accurate um, comparison to this news. Do you think it is? I don't think it is at all. First of all, he's not going into the division. Second of all, the quarterback position is more important than any defensive position because the quarterback touches the ball on every play, right? The quarterback can impact things even more than a powerful rushing uh, defensive end or defensive uh, tackle or a linebacker or whatever. So, no, it's it's not. And, look, we, we had tractor watch. We had, do you remember that? We had helicopters following Brett Favre when he arrived in Green Bay, when he left Green Do people remember all these things? Have we forgotten what that summer was like, what that offseason was like? There were helicopters following Brett Favre's motorcade, I'll call it, as he navigated the streets of Minneapolis. No, no, this is not as bad. I don't think anything will be as Could anything be as bad as Favre? Could there be anything as bad as Favre? Many people are disappointed, but they get it. Bob from Arizona, who is also the big winner today, apparently, he says, I'm a former Wisconsin resident. Welcome to the Valley of the Sun. But the Packer flag, Packers flag still flies high over our home. See, now, Bob, and for those of you who listen remotely, in Arizona, maybe the Snowbirds or maybe your permanent residence there, maybe you kind of get the best of both worlds. Once they let fans back in there to the stadium, you can go watch your guy, J.J. Watt, while still rooting for the Packers, right? Hmm. Hey, J.J., you can only have so much money. You can't take it with you. When your career is over, you're going to wish you won a ring. That from the 920. Everybody breathe. Is that helpful at all? Do people feel better? I mean, at least if you were able to send a text or make a phone call. Rodgers to the Bears would be worse. <sighs> Rodgers to the Bears. Rodgers to the Bears would be worse. Huh. What would be worse than Favre to the Vikings? The sun will rise tomorrow. Yes, it will, 262. What would be worse than Favre? Is there any hypothetical player leaving our state go play somewhere else? Could you say anybody else to the Bears? Rodgers to the Bears is probably the only one off the top of my head that is comparable to Favre to the Vikings. What about any other sport? Am I missing anything here? What about Yelich to the Cubs? What about Yelich to the Cubs? Would that... What about Giannis to the... But do the Bucks really have a rival? Giannis to the Lakers? I don't know. I mean, we, we know that that's not happening at least not anytime soon, but still, Favre to the Vikings. I mean, we lived through that. That was, and then he was good for, uh, well, at least the first year with the Vikings before he tailed off. 
Am I missing anything? Any I, other athlete that could leave that could be on par, Kyle? And you remember, Favre to the Vikings. I think we got the person right. I think Rodgers is the right name, but I think the team is wrong. I think the 49ers would be oh. much more of a thing because it would be more of a homecoming for Rodgers. And I think he wants to play in California. That was the team that was supposed to draft him in the first place. And then our history playing against them hmm. back when they had uh, Coach Harbaugh and they had Kaepernick, Kaepernick and they just killed us every time we would play. We'd have a great team and then we would play them and it, it's like we were toddlers. So you think Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers would be worse than Rodgers to the Well, no, ma- no matter what, if the Packers need to get to the Super Bowl, they'd have to go through somebody. And if, it, if he's there at, the for- at San Francisco, I think they'd be a comparable opponent. Wow. All right, so Rodgers to anybody. Yeah, I think Rodgers has got to be the name. I think Yelich is still too new-ish, you know? I think Giannis could be, is is maybe the 1B, if there is a 1A, 1B. The problem with the Giannis thing is what... To where would he go? That that would be the right. the knife in your heart, the yeah. knife in your sports heart. It's not going to be the Pistons or the Bulls. No, no. It'd be like the Raptors or the Celtics, but they're not in our like division or what conference the, rather. Well, the Raptors and the Celtics are in the East. Well, right, they're they're in the Eastern Conference, but right. they're not in the Central Division. Philly, I don't know. That's why I think if he went to the Lakers, it would have to be somebody maybe standing between the Bucks and a championship at some point. Right, um, but Yana because. Tell me what you think about this. Giannis feels more like one of us than Yelich at this point. Is is that an accurate statement? And I think it has something to do with he was drafted here. You say the same thing about Favre and Rodgers, right? They were drafted here. They started here. We saw them work their way up their respective sports world. Whereas Yelich was a free agent signing, and he's right. great, and he's a great player, and he and he's he's uh, you know a good guy, all that stuff. But there's something about having been drafted and, and we've known him since his sports infancy yeah and we traded for Yelich didn't didn't sign him but we did sign him to the mm-hmm. extension but yeah I think I think Giannis is is gonna be it and also you know he's also been very vocal about his loyalty mm-hmm. to Milwaukee and I think that's part of it too that sort of makes it so much easier for you to be embraced as a leader whether it be in the community or in the sports so I uh, yeah I think it's Rodgers and Giannis I don't think Yelich is there no and now, I thought that that's a bad thing. He's still the face of the franchise. Okay. What about Rodgers to the Cowboys? Oh, 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 I don't know. With McCarthy there, that that's a good one. That's a <laughs> good one. Rodgers would want to go play for <laughs> take take play calls for McCarthy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if, I, I'm hoping what we've done over the last 20 minutes or so is cathartic for you. In some ways, it lets you vent, you feel better, you fired off an angry text about the news, now you'll take a deep sigh of relief, and we'll move on with the NFL offseason, knowing that J.J. Watt will not be a Packer. I hope you feel better. If not, I can only do so much from behind this microphone. At this point, you're going to have to go see your therapist if you need more help. I'm sorry. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. I think people are handling it better than I thought. Because my initial my initial reaction was Steve and Jordan, and that was not going well there for about four minutes. So I thought, uh oh. But lo and behold, 
textures, our understanding. People see people are more reasonable than we think. People, I don't know. See, I don't give you. I don't give you, ladies and gentlemen, enough credit. You're very reasonable people. At least for the first half hour of the show, we'll see. Jeff is. Ba- we, we should mention. I didn't get a chance to. Jeff will be back tomorrow. As I said, Friday, this is the day where when people don't hear the familiar, regular voice on a radio station, they start going, what happened? Get a text or an email. Where's Jeff? What happened to Jeff? Jeff's fine. He's good. Just an extra day to travel uh, from the vacation that he took. So he will be back uh, tomorrow. Did you watch the Golden Globes last night? I have told you before, for those of you who know me, I'm a sucker for awards shows. It doesn't matter whether it's the Grammys, the Emmys, the Golden Globes. Um, the ESPYs. I don't know what it is. I'm a sucker for an awards show, even if I don't know who is nominated or who is winning. But I had some issues with last night. And I have a question moving forward as well when it comes to entertainment because we're learning something and we certainly on display last night. So we'll get to all of it. How much of the Globes did you watch, Mike Spaulding? The whole thing. <clears throat> the whole shebang. You're being sarcastic, no, aren't you? No, I am not. You I was there for all. the... Uh, the uh, Tina Fey arm rubbing, all yeah. the way to the Chadwick Boseman's widow giving her speech, mm-hmm. and cheering when Nomadland won for best picture. Good for you. See you that? saw it all. It was disappointing. I thought, and we'll get into it here, I don't want to take any more of your time and your news, but I thought it would have been better, seeing mm-hmm. as we're basically a year into the era of Zooming things. And I thought, for an awards show, when you already had had what? The Emmys? Didn't the Emmys? Emmys happened already. Emmys, Emmys did it, and, and people weren't bashing the Emmys. Too many glitches last night. Yeah. We'll you get could to say. It. You could say too many. When My the goodness. first one, the first one, the guy's mic was muted or something. The first award winner of the night, you can't hear him. And suddenly Laura Dern's going, Hamana, 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 which, which also was interesting because you're an actress. They pay you. But clearly, if you don't have lines that you've memorized, a lot of these men and women are just going to like, uh, I don't know what to say, even though I act for a living. I can't come up with anything spontaneously. Do you, have you ever had a Laura Dern moment? A Hamana, Hamana, Hamana moment? Yeah. Uh, did you hear the first half hour of the show? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Going to avoid a humana 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 moment with the text line now. Issues with the text line. Old school, Kyle. Relying on the phone calls. Um, I'm a sucker for awards shows. It doesn't matter what awards show. If if I come across it, sometimes I'll know what's on ahead of time. But if I come across it, you got me. You got me hooked. I don't know why. Um, I've had a hard time trying to understand my, I don't know, my, I say love affair is a strong term, but my enjoyment of it anyway. That said, last night, were the letters NBC, ABC, or CBS... Were they even mentioned at any point? And I know this isn't completely new. We have been at a point now where the television awards shows and the Golden Globes for uh, motion picture and for television. It's the only awards show that, you know, gives out trophies for both. It's, it's not recent. It's not just this year that we have seen 
the names of individual winners, the names of the the uh, movies and the television shows come from the streaming platforms, right? And it started with HBO. Is that fair to say HBO s- started to creep in there? This was maybe about seven or eight years ago. HBO started to work their way in there and quality wasn't sopranos sopranos originally hbo or was that showtime that's sopranos mm-hmm. on hbo maybe they were the start i don't know maybe, maybe there was another program that started to well it, it was so good that the critics couldn't help but put it in the categories of the traditional network television shows that started winning awards and and that got the ball rolling well now we live in the era of streaming platforms you can Kyle, I didn't realize you're an expert on these things, but you could probably rattle off at least a dozen different streaming platforms. And last night, all of the winners, and is it safe to say all of the nominees came from streaming platforms? Got me thinking. And here's my question for you at 855-616-1620. Is there anything that the traditional television networks could do to get back in the game, so to speak. To get back to a point where they are competing with Netflix, with Hulu, with Disney+, Plus, with the other 12 to 15 streaming services that now dominate. Is there anything they could can do at this point? Or, or have they gone the way of the, uh, the buggy whip, at least when it comes to competing for awards ask yourself what do i watch why do i watch the streaming platforms the streaming programming some of the original content and i'm talking about the original content there i don't mean you watch the office on peacock but what is it about and tell me because i don't stream the shows i'm not a streamer the limited tv i watch is pretty much sports related is there anything the networks could do to compete with the original content being churned out at record levels by the streaming services, by the streaming uh, platforms? Those other venues, those other avenues, have an advantage over the networks, right? You can say things on streaming platforms, just like they said it of HBO originally. You can say things there, and you can show things there that you can't say, and you can't certainly show on CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox. Right? We get all that. Is there anything, though, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox could do to compete with being able to say those things and show those things. And we all know what I'm talking about. 855-616-1620, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Because it's real easy to sit back and go, oh, new norm. This is the new norm. Get used to it, folks. We're not going back to the way it is. But I'm more interested in learning if there's anything in your mind that the old school TV networks could do to compete on the... Golden Globe level when it comes to these awards. Because you look at the list, and I'm focusing on television right now, too, first and foremost. You look at the list, and best TV uh, series drama, 
The Crown, Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series, Emma Corrin for The Crown. Best Performance by an Actor in a TV Series, Josh O'Connor, The Crown. Best TV Series, um, that went to Schitt's Creek. Uh, let's see, Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series, uh, Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Best Performance by an Actor in a TV Series, uh, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Best TV Limited Series, The Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit, I mean... Remember, you'd watch the Golden Globes, and it would be dominated by the West Wing. Frasier. I'm trying to think. Um, you say the same thing for the Emmys, too, right? It's tough. 855-616-1620. How about some advice here for people? Um, John is calling from West Bend. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? All right, John, what's your advice for the networks, the old school networks? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. John. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, John. Can you you hear me? (laughs) Yes, I I can hear you. I can hear you, John. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who did this will hear all of us soon. (laughs) Sorry about that. Bad connection here almost. Uh, yeah, uh, Jane uh, Levy of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, NBC, she was up for a Golden Globe. Okay. So there's, so there's and the one. And I do think, and I do think that, uh, the streaming seems to be taking over. Maybe if the, uh, big three networks or so, whatever, come up with some shows that people seem to like more, they'll start watching and they'll right. get the nomination. What could, right, right. What could they do, John? Like, if, if you had a meeting with the, the, the head honchos of the big networks and they said, John, we need your help because we are becoming old and antiquated real fast. What can we do? How can we compete with all these streaming platforms and the original content that they're producing? What would you tell them, John? Maybe get some shows, maybe more drama, but have them run in a series. Okay, thank you, John. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line. Now, I'm, I mean, you wa- we watch, we're the consumer. They're fighting for our eyeballs. They're fighting for our attention. We're in the driver's seat, are we not? If we flock as we have to the streaming programs, that's the reason for their popularity. We've gone there and we have uh, left the networks behind. So we're we're in charge. It's our choices that have led to this change, this evolution in television watching. So we're the ones that can give answers to the networks as to what they need to do differently. What can they do to reverse course? 855-616-1620. And the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. James and Ted, hang on. And open lines for you as well. Back for more. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe that is the answer. 
855-616-1620. By the way, the uh, text line is down right now, so I'm not able to access your text messages. Going old school here. The only way to reach the show at the moment is uh, the phones. And Ted from Bensonville has given us a call. All right, Ted, you are in the boardroom with the heads of the networks. And they say, Ted, what in the world can we do to compete once again with all of these other original programs on these other uh, streaming platforms? What would you tell them? I got you. All right. Well, here's what I'd tell them, Scott. I'd say, okay, first of all, networks, be proud of what you've done recently. Things like Big Sky on ABC and Yellowstone on Paramount, where you get Kevin Costner every week on cable TV. And I think the fix, the same kind of fix that's in between politicians and, comp- and corporations is between these streaming networks and these award shows. In other words, if they keep nominating and, and selecting these shows, it makes you go, I got to get these uh, streaming services. I got to see these shows. When really I got to wonder what the numbers are compared to some shows that I love and wonder why they never get any run, like the couple I mentioned, their new shows. But, mm-hmm. you know, Ships Creek, I watched from day one. It was a great show. It was on like TV Land or something. It came on originally. Uh, you know, nothing so fancy as any streaming things. It's just a great show. So I think that's a fix. They want to play. They kind of want to act like they're hipper than thou. Mm. You know, like hey, if you're not if you're not watching these these new shows that are winning all these awards on the streaming services, you know, you're a dinosaur. Mm. You know, when a good show is a good show, and I could name them um, tons of them. I named a few, mm-hmm. um, but I guess that's what I'd say. I, I don't think they have to compete. I think it's a different uh, uh, audience that they're playing for, and I, I bet their numbers. Break out the papers, break out the numbers, and I bet the numbers are still much bigger. Hmm. Uh, so, so you don't think it's a problem, but maybe I'm wrong for looking at, looking at it through the prism of an awards show. Maybe that's not the way to deem yes. success or, I'm going to say failure, but just degrees of success. Absolutely. Just like in music. You know, I'm a musician, and all my life I've watched the Grammys, right? And you see who wins Grammys on certain years, and you know who are the greatest musicians out there, and they're not the same a lot of times. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, through the pr- through the prism of the award show, it's not the correct prism because they're just kind of a I don't know, they're an ancillary thing. They're a uh, mm-hmm. they're just uh, you know got another promotional thing to make money. I'm I'm, I'm at a loss for the right word for it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's frosting, it's not the cake. I got right. the award show. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate the call. 855-616-1620. James, what would you tell the networks? Well, I think get rid of, like, Bachelor, Bachelorette, The Island, The Mask, uh, American Idiot, and all the rest of these other crappy-ass shows that they've had for the last decade and figuring that reality TV is what we really want to watch uh, Hmm. I got had enough of that crap. I mean, uh, get back to some shows that you can, you know, get like like this other caller just said, sink your teeth in and stuff like that, that um, and stuff of that nature. But they're not. Uh, they seem like uh, like you said, Hulu and the rest of these people are stealing the darn show and stuff like that. But I think the award show last night, uh, I was bored with the darn thing because I think it's not a it's not a place to. Uh, Push your uh, politics. Well, James, James, thanks for the call. I, I, I don't want to get down the political Hollywood. I, that's not the discussion I'm, I'm interested in having. Look, I, I think 
the reality shows, and he rattled off like half a dozen names right there, the reality shows the networks have taken to, I don't know, my, my hunch is it's cheaper. Those are cheaper than putting together traditional like sitcoms. You don't have to pay a cast. Yeah, you've maybe got judges you have to pay, but, you know, back when friend, you know, uh, the characters on Friends, those actors and actresses, they're all making, what, million plus an episode, all that stuff. And it's cheaper to do reality shows. And we have now been, what, two decades or so, we're about 20 years into the reality show era. And maybe that's the niche, the niche, the niche that the networks go for, for, for good reason. Last call, Steve in Milwaukee. Hello, Steve. Hello. What's your advice so, for the networks? Uh, well, I think that people don't watch them as much because of the commercials. Um, <laughs> Get rid of the commercials. I think that it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to stream. I can watch more than one show at a time. Mm-hmm. I can catch up. You know, with what's what's been with the whole series. Right. I, a week to watch yeah. the next episode. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. I don't think the commercials are going anywhere just because for the last factor I mentioned the <laughs> pays the bills uh, for a number of ways. I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about. I, I don't know if there is. In fact, I would say there isn't at this point anyway one obvious magic bullet, so to speak, that would change things, anything, Kyle. I know you you guys stream everything under the sun, I've come to learn. You could whittle off all the different streaming platforms. Is, is there any advice for the networks you would give? Is there one magic thing? If only they did this, if they could come back. I don't think you can get rid of commercials. No. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. But uh, as someone who watches television, mm-hmm. um, I really love what PBS does where they just put it all in one block in like a five, six-minute period from like 55 to 00, right? And the then, commercial block, mm-hmm, you're saying. Right. Oh, right, yep. right. I like, I like that because if it's got to happen, it can happen in six straight minutes. I can get up. They can take care of their business. I don't have to see it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, the commercials on streaming is not as bad as something on cable. If you're watching something like ESPN on TV and you get four straight minutes of, of commercials, that can be kind of a pain in the butt. Whereas if you watch something on Hulu, you'll only have like you're like I was watching SNL yesterday, right? And you go to a commercial break. It's only ninety seconds. It's only a minute and a half. That's very. It's much more manageable than. Are watching there more something breaks? Live. Are there more breaks because they're shorter? Uh, so it's about an hour and a half of a normal broadcast with all the commercials that they have. I think we finish it in like an hour ten. Hour five, maybe. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it saves me time to not watch it live. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. It is amazing, though, to think. I mean, Survivor started in the summer of 99. It was 20 years ago. Think. And then, um, what was the other one? The Amazing uh, Race. No, it was Survivor and uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Those both debuted the summer of 99. And in 20 years... I would coin them both as reality type programming, one more so than the other. But it was, it's cheaper, and that evolution over now, gosh, already two decades is is fascinating. And then, streaming platforms. How many streaming platforms can you name? Ready, set, go. Just start. Just go. Okay, Netflix, Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube TV, Amazon Prime. 
uh, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, uh, some of the new ones that I don't have, like Paramount Plus. You got Peacock. There's Disney, uh, not Disney Plus, Discovery Plus. Oh, I feel like I'm missing a big major one. You got nine so far. Mm. Mm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Think of all that. And even a year ago, how many of those didn't exist, right? Right. And five years ago. I don't know. I think COVID might have had something to do with it, too, because everything, you know, that four-month period yep. where nothing could be in production, TV shows that, like, had to come into production and they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, television is kind of struggling. That's why they have so many game shows. Uh, like, what is the one? Name that tune on NBC. Oh, yeah. They had to film that in Australia because they have a live mm-hmm. in-studio audience. I think you make a good point with COVID. How has that impacted television watching? And when we get 10, 20 years removed from the COVID era, will we look back and say, boy, that was that was a real Rubicon that was crossed by viewers. And to those at ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, they were never able to be the same post-COVID. 20 years from now, tee it up as a topic. We will. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Wallace. Hey, good news. Text line is working again. So I'm going back because we didn't have it for about the last half hour or so. How many of you brought up the commercials? I didn't get to any texts because it was down. Many people said, they do something about the commercials. And some of people echoed what Kyle did uh, said in terms of maybe you can just lump them all at the end, like PBS does. You get a five-minute commercial block after 55 minutes or 25 minutes of content. I don't know. Maybe. By the way, I'm going to double back on the Golden Globes uh, later on at uh, 2.35. There's something that we just have to... We, we have to kind of uh, mention, uh, play, if you didn't hear it, just to kind of put a bow on something. We'll do that. Kind of related to that, in a way, did you see what closed over the weekend? The last of 700 of these stores closed on Friday. Want to guess? Want to guess? There were 700 of these at its height, and not anymore. I know I have one in my neighborhood. You may have had one or more than one in your neighborhood. Family videos. family. The last family video closed over the weekend. I know Blockbuster closed. There's one Blockbuster. The original Blockbuster is still, I think it's Bend, Oregon. City of Bend, I believe. That was the first one, and so they're keeping it open just for you know nostalgia purposes and things like that. But yeah, the last family video closed. I forgot where I found this article, but... What, what I found interesting with, the, with family video is how they tried to evolve over time. Like, in my youth, and, and I want you to think now of your youth, Blockbuster. I was a Blockbuster neighborhood here in southeastern Wisconsin. Family video didn't come around until later on. There was Planet Video for a while. It was Blockbuster, Planet Video, and then Family Video was kind of like the last, the last dinosaur still roaming neighborhoods for the last few years. But what Family Video did to try and survive included matching up or a partnering up, I should say, with different pizza places. So, for example, I know here, 
Um, there's one in the West Dallas area. They matched up. Uh, you know, if if, it were, if they were in a strip mall, for example, they would have a Marco's pizza. If you know Marco's, they would partner with Marco's so that you could get a pizza and a movie deal. Thinking people are going to order the pizza, and then hey, would you like to get a free movie or a buy one? Ha- you know, buy one get one, a half off rental, something like that. They tried to partner with a local pizzeria. Marcos must have just been the local one here, and then there were other pizza chains around the country, is my guess. I don't think Marcos was exclusive to Family Video. But what they would do then is partner up and try to, you know, sustain each other that way. Well, guess what they found out during the pandemic? They found out during the pandemic that people were still going to the pizza places, let's say Marcos Pizza. They were still ordering delivery, ordering carryout. They weren't so much interested in the video portion of that partnership anymore. So during the pandemic months, the last year, Family Video saw a drastic drop in customers, a drastic drop in business, while the pizza chains that they had partnered with in this little survival method for the last number of years, and I guess it was successful to some extent, the pizza chains still humming along. I mean, of all the industries that were hit, the carry-out pizza places, all the name places, they still kind of just hummed right along with delivery or carry-out more delivery than anything. And they realized, hey, they're still selling pizza. Nobody cares about renting a video anymore. Because, going back to our last conversation, it uh, you know it all, it's all gone to streaming. It's all gone to streaming. So, yeah. Huh. Okay, Stephen West Bend says, Marcos and Family Video were owned by the same company. Okay, that I did not know. But that would explain why Marcos was the pizza chain, at least in our neck of the woods, that I saw them partner up with Family Video. There you go. We had two of them in Wausau and one in Stevens Point, and I went to all three of them at some point in my life, and none of them. I, I had never even heard of a Marco's Pizza or anything. Nope. Um, the one thing that sort of set me, I got two things. Um, the thing that I always remember about it. About uh, family video? About family video, because uh, when I was younger, I, again, I sort of mentioned this last week, I was an indoor kid. I used to play a lot of video games and stuff like that. But Blockbuster, you could get games for like three, five, seven nights, something like that. Family video, you could do the one-nighter. Love that. Brand new video game comes out. You want to try it out? See if it's for you? One night. There you go. You could also rent game systems entire game systems and video games and they'd give it all to you in like this huge briefcase and uh so you could try a new system out that was pretty cool and then the one thing that i always found kind of fascinating i don't know about your uh your location in west dallas mm-hmm. they're kind of like uh like fleet farm does they have a signature thing uh outside of their outside of their business so like uh fleet farm has the orange silo right family video always has that huge spire of light uh outside oh. outside their front doors i guess you're right you're right it does At, every single location that i've seen of family video has that huge spire of light right outside their doors before you walk in that's like their iconic look mm-hmm. yeah hmm not many companies have that kind of thing where it's sort of their signature like you know it's that company by that but they they had one of them. So I I guess sadly now all the lights have been turned off as it were. Sorry. All these spires of lights have gone uh, dormant, have gone dark now across the nation. But when's the last time you had gone into a video rental store? 
maybe for the video game component, it was more recent than otherwise. It was when I was in college, so 2015, 2016, perhaps. Still rent DVDs, but I go through a red box now because it's so quick and easy. I'm trying to think. Obviously, you can't anymore. I, I couldn't even tell you. The last time I rented a video, rented a video, and what was it? What what was it you rented? Games, video games don't count. Oh my gosh. I don't even Oh, it's gotta be over ten years ago. And it had to have been family video because Blockbusters left our neck of the woods, you know, long before they officially shuttered nationwide. I don't even It's like my you know you know what that reminds me of in a way? People are gonna get mad at me. The old library argument. That's the last time you went into a library. Went into a library. Now, with the caveat, you went to uh, get a book. Although, when it comes to videos, I know people that do that. Go to oh, the yeah. library and check out a video mm-hmm. with your library card. Did that perhaps play into the demise of family video? The libraries. Uh, libraries, goodness. No, you know what? I did go into a library two weeks ago. I had to make a copy of something. I had to make a physical copy, and for like a dime, you can make copies. So I walked in there, my eyes wide with wonderment of what is going on. And you know what else I did after I made my one copy of something? I walked the perimeter of the library because I remember I remember using these study, these, what do they call them, study carols when I was in high school, right? And you need to go check out, oh yeah, I didn't want to check out a book, but I needed to write some things down. And The card catalogs have long since been replaced with the computers. Uh, the Dewey Decimal System is still in use, but clearly not the way we once knew it. When's the last time you were in a library? Not that long ago. Oh! Did you get a book, though? Uh, uh, my wife will check out two or three books at a time, sometimes a DVD of something. We're trying to go through all like the Marvel movies, and uh, the Spider-Man movies are not available on Disney Plus, so we went that route. Oh, so you can see it. <laughs> you can little uh, you take a take take a circle route, a, a route around the other streaming platforms. Just go to the library. Texture says the last time I was in a video rental store was the day that Dale Earnhardt was killed at the Daytona 500. I was standing in the line uh, at a Blockbuster Video. At Bayshore when I got the news. So 20-plus years ago? Is that when he was killed? Has it been 20 years? Yeah, I think I was in third or fourth grade, something like that. Mm. Wow. I'm just saying. There's (laughs) Whatever you're doing right now today, take a moment and go, when's the last time I went and rented a video and or went to the library? And I'm willing to bet, if you're honest with yourself, it has been a while. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Somebody texted in and said, I was actually in the library while you were asking that question. No. I wrote back, really? Are you just pulling my leg? And then Lou says, um, Goodwill is a good source of misfit DVDs, I suppose. And believe it or not, VHS tapes, if you haven't spent on technology since 1985 on the cheap. Who's going to... Who's going to do anything with a VHS tape? I mean, unless it's it's like an old school home video VHS tape, anything on VHS is available on DVD. So you could go that route. 
but VHS. You're kind of a technological Luddite, though. I wouldn't be surprised if you had Whoa, hang on a second. Now, let me just Google Luddite (laughs) before I respond either in kind or not. A person opposed to new technology or ways of working, and dictionary.com indicates that is derogatory. Okay, now what were you saying? What do you think I have a V? You think I have a V? You think I have a, a VHS, uh, a tape player at home or something? I'm not saying you regularly watch VHS tapes, but you got a box. What? I have Spectrum. What? You're you're right. I have cable. I am not going to apologize for cable. No, I don't. You're you're right. I I have a box. I watch Spectrum. I get my sports channels. I get everything I need. I'm one of those guys, Kyle. I'm a simple man. I'm a simple guy. And if I have something I like, I'm happy with it. Eh, you know what? It it's fine. It I get to watch I get to watch my, my stories. What? No. I get to watch the games. I mean Luddite. lots of VHS tapes, not necessarily a cable. No, box, I don't but... have I don't oh, I thought you meant a cable box. Right. No, I don't have a box of V contrary, apparently I have to say this now on the radio. Contrary to popular opinion, I guess, I do not have a box of VHS tapes. If I did, what would I do with them? I'm sure there's some place I can buy a I, I don't even know. You can get those things. Would you say translated into DVDs, turned into DVDs? Speaking of cancel culture, speaking of things going away for us Luddites, <laughs> the Illinois Tollway is permanently eliminating cash payments. Come on! Come on! <laughs> we, we know how I am with cash. The days of paying cash on the Illinois Tollway are gone forever. What am I going to do with all those coins in the cup holder? The tollway announced, um, what, late last week, I guess, it is permanently eliminating cash toll collections. They're only going to accept iPass, EasyPass, or online payments. Customers unable to pay online can pay by check or money order. Oh, that's great. Now I will write a check for five and a half dollars to the Illinois Department of whatever, transportation. Hmm. If I were to ask you what percentage of toll payments in 2019 used iPass or EasyPass, and the number's only grown during the pandemic, apparently, what percentage of drivers in the state of Illinois go iPass or EasyPass as of 2019? 92 percent 92 percent and like they said it's probably only increased last year the tollway lets drivers who don't use ipass or easy pass pay within 14 days or risk a three dollar fine for passenger vehicles so pay within 14 days three dollars it's almost a double of a doubling up a, a single tollway uh payment 855-616-1620 on the academic mortgage talk and text line much ado about nothing <laughs> or the next time you travel south of the border are you going to find yourself in a bind no more cash payments at the illinois tollways are you like me your palms getting sweatier you know what i feel i feel like the walls are closing in 
around those of us who still love our cash. That's, that's how I feel when I read a story like this. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure there until the last couple seconds. When you use the iPass, it's also cheaper. Okay, but here's my question. How long is that going to last? If up until now, the iPass had been cheaper than paying traditional cash in Illinois, are they still going to keep that policy in place? But if everything's moving to iPass, I don't think they're going to be keeping... You're going to be playing paying iPass... Uh, um, I think they're going to have to bump that up. They're going to have to. What am I trying to say? They're going to have to bump up the iPass cost to what the cash cost had been to make sure you're getting all that money. I'm sorry. I think that sucks. I really do. I I've always been a, a well cash person. People know me, but the tolls. It's easy to throw the coins in. I don't know. May I look? I know I'm losing the war. I'm losing the battle. I'm losing the battle, and I'm probably losing the war as well when it comes to the cashless society, but I don't like hearing that. I don't go through Illinois often, uh, not in the last year, obviously, haven't done much traveling, but when I do, so now, if I don't have an iPass, I'm going to have to go through and then pay and send them a check. Well, this is becoming just very absurdly uh, cumbersome here. I don't like this at all. Melissa? You know, it's interesting because uh, we do have the Dave Ramsey program on our show or on our uh, station at mm-hmm. late at night and he actually is all about cash. He says cash is king. But it's harder and harder. When we talked to him on the air, I said, you know, what do you do you know, when there's places now, especially during the pandemic, they don't they don't accept cash, and that's really difficult. And he said, "Well, you use debit, but still, it's all about keeping track of your budget." So for me, I do take cash out, and I use it when I can, and that's very helpful in knowing what funds you have available instead of using a credit card or debit card. I've been telling you, cash is king for years. <laughs> Why is it you did not take it to heart until Dave Ramsey told you as much? No, well, it was actually when the pandemic started. I thought, gosh. I need to, you know, rein in my funds and make sure I have a safety net. That was a that was a big eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you always Clearly were a big you... spender. <laughs> you were always a big spender <laughs> pre COVID. No. no, but yeah, I definitely am a lot different with my financials. <laughs> that's for sure. I think a lot of people probably are. <laughs> um, okay, the sign of spring. I have two things. Uh, it's March first. The meteorological start of spring, right? March, April, May technically are the spring months. Two signs of spring. We're going to get to that in a little bit. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This week's sponsor of Jeff Wagner's Home Improvement Showcase, presented by Great Midwest Bank, is Serta Pro Painters. Proven experts in painting. Schedule your free estimate today at certapro.com. That would be Serta with a C. Jeff is back tomorrow. Stories in foot, maybe. I don't know. Does he usually come back with stories from vacations? Does he regale us with tales of wackiness unfolding during a Wagner vacation? Well, we'll find out tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Okay. Of, of all the different news and notes that have come recently or or in our nation's history when it comes to we're going to have everybody's going to be driving an electric vehicle i mean side, side note on this has are you like me did you watch what happened in texas 
during that cold stretch and go, look, if we're all going to be doing the electric vehicle thing, we better make sure this nation's power grid, and I guess to those in Texas, but we better make sure our, our power grid, our, our, our electric grid is in a good place. I mean, <laughs> you can't have something like that happen and everybody's driving electric cars and suddenly I can't charge my car because the power's down. We need to make sure that we have that, I think, in good working order if I can be so bold to say that, before we revamp everything or all vehicles with with electric cars. Here is something to keep an eye on. I admit this is something that I had never considered in terms of, well, this will be a step towards electric vehicles blanketing the nation. It's a city in California, Patalama, Petaluma? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Somebody will tell me. But it's a city in California. Their city council, have you thought of this, has voted to outlaw new gas stations. It's the first of what some people hope will be numerous cities and counties to do so. I admit, I never considered this as a step in those communities and by those who feel that if we're going to really go all in on the electric car thing, eventually we're going to, well, no longer need gas stations. And so if we're going to get the ball rolling. We're just going to stop building new ones. That's exactly what they're happening here. Uh, you know, an attempt to accelerate the shift to electric vehicles. Uh, let's see. Um, this is an article in Axios. The U.S. oil and gas campaign director for the environmental group Stand.Earth says this is not a ban on the existing gas stations, which are providing all the gas currently needed. The problem with allowing new gas stations is we don't really need them, and they're putting existing gas stations out of uh, business. So I guess that's a, a part of this as well. But make no mistake what's really going on here. That is one that I had not considered. This is a step I had not considered. I guess, in theory, would that not be the next logical step? We're now going to shutter gas stations in order to push the electric car thing. And I'm, this is a topic that I've always felt. I I always feel like we're a lot farther away from this happening, coming to reality than, than people like to think. I'll probably be dead by the time this nation has more electric cars than traditional fuel uh, furnished cars, right? I just, I'm, you know how I am. I'll believe it when there's a shovel in the ground. I'll believe it when I see it. Hmm. Uh, Petaluma, Petaluma. Thank you to the many texters who are telling me this. Petaluma, California. In Petaluma, where neighborhood opposition to a new Safeway gas station prompted years of litigation, the Petaluma Council voted unanimously last week to move forward with a permanent ban on new stations. Final vote comes today. Existing stations won't be allowed to add new pumps, though they're encouraged to build electric charging bays. The city has about 60,000 people, They have about 16 operational gas stations. Then city staff concluded there are multiple stations located within a five-minute drive. So, again, part of this is 
we just don't need any more based on the number of drivers we have and the city limits, things like that. Huh. The city councilor who introduced the measure is quoted as saying, the goal here is to move away from fossil fuels and to make it as easy as possible to do that. So, file that one away. I am, and I'm not the first to say it, but I am a believer that, you know, oftentimes change starts out on the left coast and it just kind of works its way across America. Or it starts on the two coasts and works its way to the Midwest. Something to think about. And something that I had not considered. That you could have city councils, local government bodies, taking it upon themselves. Look, if we're serious, if we're really serious about making this nation electric car driven, so to speak, we're going to just stop building gas stations. And at some point, at some point, you got to put your money where your mouth is. And how, how, how badly do we want it? How much do we need it? Hmm. It's a start. Keep your eye on that, because I had not considered this as a measure in that overall push, in that overall effort. But it's starting. It's starting. And you heard about it here first. Petaluma, California, banning future gas stations. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Jeff from Ingleside, Illinois. Again, looking ahead, what's the next thing we could anticipate, the next change in order to move us towards an electric car society? Jeff from Ingleside, Illinois says, think about this. The underground holding tanks have got to be replaced every so many years. Is that next? Hmm? When your holding tank needs to be changed, when your holding tanks got to be changed, Maybe then they will say, nope, sorry, they've reached the end of their lifespan. You as a gas station have reached the end of your lifespan and time to install the charging bays. Do you have electric? You don't have electric. Do you have electric? Jason, one of our engineers uh, drives a, uh, a Volt. And every once in a while, I'll have a conversation with him because he has to... Right now at Radio City, we have like one outlet out there, and he's always in a real pickle if he doesn't get the spot closest to the building that he needs to plug in the car, especially in the wintertime. It can be rough. So, I mean, it's obvious here in in 2021 that we're not set up for it, but it's just kind of interesting. He's the only person I know that has an electric car, so it's kind of interesting. If you know somebody who drives one, just pick their brain about, you know, the different... How far can they go on a char on a single charge? I'm just curious to learn more. Because they're coming for us, Kyle. They're coming for us, our gas-powered vehicles, and they're coming for our gas stations. You don't have an electric car. No, I have a, a Prius, a hybrid, but I feel like most people have a hybrid sort of car if they've purchased one in the past 10 years. That seems like the happy medium, right? I mean, something, well, like you say, it's baby steps. Baby steps, for now, give me my gas guzzler. Well, I don't have a gas guzzler, but for now, oh, 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 give me the gas guzzling vehicle that I have. Um, why do you hate it? Why do you hate the environment? Well, you know, I have reason. So, people are surprised that this weekend, 
Donald Trump in the CPAC straw poll, he got 68% when simply when, when they simply asked, do you want Mr. Trump to run again? 68% of those at CPAC said, yes, run again. Now, they do this every year at CPAC, the straw poll. It has been known. I didn't look back at all the winners. It has been known to give you some real doozies. Like... Um, Ron Paul. Ron Paul's the dad, right? Yes, Rand is the son. Ron Paul won the straw poll. Paul won the poll. Rand, uh, Ron Paul won the straw poll one year at CPAC. And everybody was, oh my gosh, Ron Paul. And, and I think he used that when he, when he did run for president uh, the last time. He used that as kind of a, I don't know, a, what, a catalyst to think, well, maybe more people want me to be president or be the nominee than I thought otherwise. So just put it. There's a caveat with the CPAC straw poll. Remember that Ron Paul once won it, okay? Here's the thing that is surprising some people, though. When stacked up against a list of 20 other names in the straw poll, Trump was the pick of 55%. 55% of the voters in the straw poll picked Trump. Now, there's a big gap. It's not like there was a close number two. Distantly followed by uh, Ron DeSantis, Florida governor. I mean, this thing wasn't Orlando this year, so there's a little home field advantage, maybe. Nobody else topped 5%. Nobody else topped. So you had Trump at 55. Nobody, everybody else in single digits. Nobody above 5%. Even more important than Mr. Trump himself was the agenda And this is the big question on everybody's mind, right? A stunning 95% of those polled said the Republican Party must continue to pursue the issues of the former president. He also had a 97% approval rating. So again, this is just the CPAC straw poll. 95% of people polled said the Republican Party must continue to pursue the issues of the former president. Do you agree with that? 95%. 95%. Let's just do this real quickly as our own little straw poll here. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. I'll ask you quickly, yes or no, give me just a one-sentence reason. Do you think the Republican Party must continue to pursue the issues championed, shall we say, by Donald Trump? 855-616-1620, Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Real quick, you don't have to be a political insider or a political savant. Just say, yeah, you know what? I think we got to keep the, keep the momentum rolling. Or would you say, no, it's time that Republicans get back to traditional Republican uh, issues and values and things like that. 855-616-1620, our own straw poll. Quick break. And then we'll quickly go to the calls. Okay, real quickly here. 855-616-1620. Again, the question is, the question that was asked of the people at CPAC, should the Republican Party continue to pursue the issues of the former president? This is not the question if he should run again, will he run again? The issues of the former president. Should they continue on that path? 
855-616-1620. Texter says, uh, yes, people may or may not have liked the way Trump conducted himself at times, but I think the policies were very good for the country and the people. Jeff in Brookfield, no. 414, yes, I loved his issues. I hated his tweets. Another texter, yes, it's what elected Trump. Uh, no, but they will. Absolutely, somebody says, thinks it's critical to pursue the same issues that Trump pursued. That's the question. Uh, Lynn in Adele, how would you vote in our own little straw poll here? Very unscientific that it is. I don't think they should pursue everything that he was pursuing. And I could never vote for him again with what happened at the Capitol building. Mm. Did you vote, for, if I may ask, did you vote for him both times? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had the morals not to. Mm. Thanks, Lynn. Good to hear from you. Uh, Rich in Waukesha. Rich. Hi. Um, Go ahead, buddy. I think that if you, the only way mathematically to get to 95% approval is if you've shrunk the party. You can't, Reagan never, ever got that close. So I believe that actually fiscal conservatives, the constitutional conservatives, are actually inclusive. Okay, You're, I'm, I'm kind of losing you, Rich. I, I'm going to let you fly. Again, 95% of people polled said the GOP must continue to pursue the issues, pursue the issues of the former president. To the text line, going to go through this quickly. 262, only if we want another Democrat in office. 262, yes, we need to follow Trump's agenda. 262, uh, yes, but not with the methods he used. Texter, 262, yes, they should pursue those same agenda items Trump touted, which will ensure the GOP won't win another White House term in the foreseeable future. Uh, I see what you did there. 414, yes, absolutely. 262, absolutely. 262, absolutely. Look at all the absolutelys. Absolutely. Um, 414, what issues? Spreading hate? No, we got to get back to center. Laura from Las Vegas saying, hell no. We need to move on as Trump will not win again. Too much damage uh, that that moderate Republicans won't forget. 414, dump Trump, get back to conservatism. 414, no. Hmm. Uh, let's see. 262, yes. Biden and his cronies are dragging the country down. Pete, yes, it was working very well. 262, yes, look at what he did versus what Biden has done. 920, no, they need to get away from hate. Okay, there we go. That was just a two, three-minute little straw poll of ours. Should have been keeping track. I have no idea what the percentage breakdown was. But um, 95% say that GOP must continue to pursue the issues, the issues of the former president. Now, whether that means the former president is the one in office championing those issues again or running for office, separate question. Kind of interesting. And apparently he had no great gems coming out of CPAC. I was looking around today looking for some sort of Trump highlights from CPAC, you know, that would buckle or two, and I, I couldn't find much. So in that respect, it, it wasn't a news-making speech. I don't know. We'll see. The plot thickens. That much we know. Quick break for news. And then when we come back, it's March 1st, the meteorological start of spring, right? Two signs of spring. I've got two signs of spring. And they're everywhere. They were everywhere this weekend. They will be everywhere this week. Two things top my list. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. Jeff is back tomorrow. 
Calm down. Anybody call and ask where he is? Okay. Like I said at the top of the show, when you get to the second week and the guy's not there, people start going, where, what, what happened? Where is he? I don't know. I tuned in. He was gone all last week. He wasn't gone all last week. And he'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. Okay. It is the unofficial start of spring. I call it the meteorological. People call it that. The meteorologic, meteor, meteorological. Say it real fast and you don't have to pronounce it correctly. Start of spring. March 1st. Basically, March, April, May are spring, then June, July, August, September, October, November, December. There are two signs of spring. In our neck of the woods, here in Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I have two signs of spring. It's almost like uh, we've played this before, play a punchline before. You know it's spring. We could do that. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when... Finish that sentence. Okay, there are two things on my list. And some of you have tried to finish that line with the, I would say, the obvious. 262, when morning doves and cardinals nesting in our woods. Hmm, okay. Ron and Waukesha, my first sign of spring has always been robins returning. Hmm, okay. All right, fair enough. Kyle, what was yours? Mine is whenever it gets to around 40, <laughs> 45 degrees, something like that, and someone might say, you might say to me, Scott, hey, beautiful weather, something like that, and then my response is, yeah, it's shorts weather. <laughs> so the declaration of shorts weather. Could be wearing shorts right now. Hmm. I bet people will, by the end of the week, it's supposed to be, what, in the 50s, right? We're going to hit 50, 51, 52 at some point this week. But living in Milwaukee, living in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, how do you know spring has sprung? We just, it, I think there are certain local signs, local things, whether it's they're wearing their short pants. When it's 40 degrees, I'm busting out the short pants. It happens every year. It's like Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that, whether it... I know the first Robin of... I, I get all that. But there are some things unique to our area. And I've got two on my list. And it's probably... It, I know it's not an exhaustive list. 855-616-1620. It's March 1st. we got to start looking for these signs. Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Same signs we had on March 1st last year. 855-616-1620. 262. You know it's spring in Milwaukee when potholes swallow your car. That's not bad. That's where I'm going. That's my, my line of thinking with this one. Hmm. 262. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when you don't have to send a bag full of snow gear with the kids to school every single day. Not bad? Not bad. I like it. Jeff and Fox Point. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when the Canadian geese invade. (laughs) All right. Yes, indeed. The invasion, the return of the Canadian geese. There are two things that I immediately think of. They were both on display over the weekend. They'll both be on display this week. One of them, black snow. 
This is the time where the beautiful white blanket that covered up our countryside and our city streets, no matter where you lived, it was a beautiful blanket of snow. And the holidays, it reflects the light so beautifully and yada, yada, yada. Not anymore, folks. Look at the snow. Are you in a car right now? Look at the snow piles. It's disgusting. It's black. It's slushy. There's dirt covering and caking it all. Black snow piles. That is a sign that spring is here in the beautiful here in Wisconsin. 855-616-1620. To the phones. Bill in Racine. Bill, you know it's spring in Wisconsin when? i got to turn this down. Oh. When baby calves are lying in the pasture. Are there baby calves lying in your pasture right now? Uh, to one so far. Whoa. All right. See now. It's a beautiful day. The sun's out, and, uh, yep, they're soaking in the sun. Nice. Okay, that's great. I appreciate that. From a, yeah, thank you. From somebody on a farm to, I assume he's not living in the city, (laughs) to, to, to a city guy like me. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when the calves are lying in the pasture. Mark in Waukesha, you know it's spring in Wisconsin when? When you hear Bob Euchre on the radio Mm. calling Brewer games. And that is going to be almost exactly 24 hours from now, Mark. That will be the case. Yep, tomorrow is his first game. Tomorrow will be the first game, and we'll have it for you right here on WTMJ. Thanks, Mark, starting at 2 o'clock. Okay, not bad. 855-616-1620. Stephen, you know it's spring in Wisconsin when? When after you have big snowfalls and you hear of flooding and the Fox Rivers and some of the other places. (laughs) And you you, you once again start seeing green grass. There you go. That's good. Especially the Fox River. Thanks, Stephen. You always hear uh, the Fox River. How, how, How close is the Fox River to running over? Tell us, folks, in Waukesha. 262, motorcycles are roaring. Yeah, you hear a Harley roaring down, uh, well, pick the street. Motorcycles and T-shirts. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when sturgeon spearing is over. Fair enough. Hmm. I'd say, as Texter says, construction barrels. Is it me or have there been construction barrels even in the wintertime this year? I don't know. Maybe it's just some of those places that I navigate. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when you see the curbs on the street. Not bad. I like that one. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when the WIAA State Basketball Tournament starts. Hashtag Go Red Raiders. All right. What makes your list? Mine, Black Snow, and another thing, too, that I don't see yet on the text line, but uh, we'll find out. We'll keep it going. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. There's some pretty creative ones here. I, I, I know, I know you, you know. I know you know it's spring if we see birds and animals and things like that. I was going more for the sarcastic signs, like people wearing shorts again, <laughs> or the black snow that is piled up now everywhere. It's a beautiful sight, don't you think? Bob and Pewaukee, you know it's spring in Wisconsin when. When we see the state bird, the robin, hopping around in your yard. Have you seen one yet? Uh, I have not. Have you? 
I have I I have not. I, I'll keep an eye out. So I guess that means maybe spring hasn't sprung yet. I don't know, Bob. I'm worried about that. Terry in Pewaukee. Terry, how do you feel about the J.J. Watt news, by the way? The native son is going to Phoenix. Can you believe this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Are you doing orange construction? Right, but hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang on, Terry. Terry, I want to make sure. I want to make sure you're doing okay. Are you all right? Are you yeah. doing okay? I'm doing all right. Okay. Just want to make sure. I need you to drive past Pewaukee High School and make sure that the uh, the Pirates flag is not at half staff today because he decided to play for Arizona. Can you do that for us and report back? Yeah, I can. I can do that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> to the question, you know, it's spring in Wisconsin when you see orange construction barrels. Now, I said it before. Somebody texted that in. Do, do you feel as if oh, there were? Did. I'm, I apologize. No, 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 no. That's fine. Do you feel as if there were barrels out there this winter? I feel like there were more barrels out there oh, this yeah. winter than ever before. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I don't think they have a place to storm. <laughs> well, that could That's be. That's where they storm. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate it. He'll re- let me know if he reports back as to how the folks at uh, Pewaukee High School are doing. Hmm. Bruce Pleasant Prairie. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when? When it's not dark out on the way to work in the morning. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. That is a sign for everybody. Oh, no. He's going to rub it in. Our fa- He's going to rub it in. He's going to do it, isn't he? <sighs> Hugh from Florida. Hugh, you talk about people, you, signs of spring. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when? When you start making plans to return. Have you? Uh, I'm going to be pretty quick. Uh, Easter's in the beginning of April, and uh, I'm thinking of uh, making my plans pretty quick on coming back. Uh, and getting out of this uh, hot 86 degrees weather out okay. here. All right. Always good to hear from you, Hugh. Hugh, rubbing it in. How about this one? And somebody called but couldn't hang on. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when all the snow melts and you see all the garbage and the trash that people have either tossed out their car windows or for one reason or another have collected along the sides of the roads. Yes, the garbage mixes with the black snow in a slushy, melty way that just make for some pretty disgusting curbs, wouldn't you say? Texter says, I I know it's spring when gas prices go up due to the summer blend. (laughs) All right, nobody has the other one on my list. I'm just going quickly through the text line here. Grilling, the smell of grilling, a smell of grills working. You know it's spring when you see the first dead skunk on the road. I know it's spring when I hear the cranes. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when there are more Illinois license plates driving up I-94 north on the weekends than Wisconsin plates. That's a fair one. Hmm. Nobody's mentioned. I got one more. I got one more on my list, okay? Quick break, and then we'll uh, wrap this up. And I'll just disclose the other sign of spring, at least in Wisconsin, that made my list. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Some good runners up. I know it's spring in Wisconsin when the snow melts and I see all the dog poop in the backyard again. Many of you mentioned that one. You don't pick it up then, right? Don't you just let it kind of, would you say... (laughs) ingest itself into the earth 
It's decomposed. Yes, yeah, decomposed. Thank you. It's just like your little compost experiment going on. You don't pick that stuff up. Just let it. You'll have green, fresh green grass then once all the... Mm. Um, MMSD. You know it's spring in Wisconsin when MMSD has a sewage dump in the lake. Oh, that's not fair. That is not fair. There was one person, one text of all these. We got probably, well, we got dozens of texts, handful of calls. The other sign. And I, this is just what I always think of. The uh, ugly black snow. This is all covered in dirt, stuff like that. Is uh, the other sign, Matt from Pleasant Prairie. You, you nailed it. Spring has sprung when the car wash lines are around the corner and down the street. Yes, that's it. It's and, and don't get me wrong, there are days during the winter time rare, but there are days where maybe it's 32 30 between 32 and 40 in January and people are like, "Oh, I better wash my car." But it's so short-lived because you're going to get snow and sleet, you know, 2 days later. But I'm telling you, think this past weekend, think this week. I don't have the forecast in front of me, but I said it's going to be like in the mid-low 50s, uh, end of the week. Yes, the two signs for me, the uh, ugly-looking snow, the dirty snow, and the lines at the car wash, the ones that clog up. We were talking about gas stations earlier. Clog up the gas station so you, you can't get to your pump because the line is wrapped around and then it's out the, um, out the lot and down the street, you know, highway. Think of all the car washes on Highway 100. That's a long stretch of, of, um, of highway, as it were. All the communities, if you're anywhere near Highway 100 in the next few days, stay out of the right lane because there's a good chance if there's a backup it's not because of a red light or an accident it's because there's a a car wash somewhere and people are lined up down the street for the car wash the line at the car wash that that that's the other sign of spring for me yeah i was driving around bayview yesterday and there's a bp that i was passing by where I counted at least eight cars, but the, the eight cars got to where you would pull in to get into line. So, like, if anybody wanted to get into line, they would have to circle around the block in order and, the wait, block. and wait for a car to move so there's enough space for you to pull in. Which, wow. If you're going to pay for a car wash, do you go to the automatic? Do you ever go to the, to the um, self-service car wash? No, I've never done the self-service thing. Um, I've, uh, I've always just done the automatic. And uh, usually I'll take the cheapest one. Hmm. What is it, $6 for the entry-level car wash, whatever it is. <laughs> just, Except, tap, just tap water. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, you know what, it's just a random guy with a hose spraying. That's it. Don't I get to go in there? No, you paid $6. There's a guy with a hose, and he'll just uh, kind of wash down the car. Although this, this is the one time, one time a year where I'll splurge, putting it in air quotes, I will splurge for the car wash to get the underbody flush if I know the salt. You know what I mean? Give me that good underbody flush. Who doesn't like a good underbody flush? That's what I've always said. I have t-shirts that say that. What? But it's the one time where I want to get all that salt and garbage out from the bottom. Other than that, it's usually the El Cheapo brand, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the self-service is kind of like a dying mm-hmm. dying breed in terms wow. of car washes. Even um, And now with COVID? Yeah, come on, guys. Come pop in my car and yeah, yeah. clean it out. Although, I mean, the, the, the work they do is, is you know, usually second. I, I brought this up. I was talking about this on Saturday, on the Saturday program. Um, do people still wash their own cars? I mean, 
I remember my dad would, you know, it was in the, in the summer months. It was, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, uh, he'd be what take the hose out back to the alley and a bucket of soapy water, and I'd help him wash the car, and then you polish the car. And I realize there's, or it's very hard to have that same look and be that thorough when you're just going through a a mechanical car wash, for lack of a better term. Yeah, the automatic. The automatic, right. But the automatics are better now. They're more effective now. And look, it's good enough. Do people still wash their own car? Unless they've just bought a car and they want to you know, do the do the whole thing themselves and just show off to birds more than anything else, right? Yeah. as uh, I think I've mentioned this on the, on the program before. My parents used to own a car wash. They had two uh, self-service bays and an automatic. And I'll tell you, if you go to an automatic car wash, go to the ones with the, the, the laser arms instead of like the... The huge, uh, like, whirring. Oh, yes. Like the mats and everything. Touch-free, I believe it's called. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Use a touch-free bath. Yes. Right. Yep. That's that's going to be perfect, because uh, that's easiest way to damage your car or scratch your car up is going in those, uh, not using a touch-free. Mm. See, I will. That's, that's right. Touch-free and a good underbody flush. That's how I know it is spring for me. Okay, John Mercure, Melissa Barclay, Greg Matzik, the whole Wisconsin's Afternoon News crew about to settle in. We'll get a preview next.